Hey, and welcome to My Worst Bleep. I'm Max Isaacson, and every week I sit down with a guest, and we talk about a variety of topics, including our most embarrassing and terrible experiences and what we learn from them. Today on the show, I'm joined by Los Angeles comedian E.L. Smith, and we talk about one of my worst moments ever doing stand-up comedy, and E.L. shares about his worst first date. Enjoy! You look good. You look good. I like I like the hair. <laughs> I'm trying. You know, I'm older now, so like it's, it's still here. So I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna grow it and see what happens. Hopefully. It's it's. It looks like it's just gonna grow up, my friend. Hopefully, 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 it doesn't do anything crazy. I don't get the LeBron James in the middle, so I have to make that decision. <laughs> He hasn't made that decision. He makes all these other decisions, but he hasn't made that decision yet. So. He, he should just get those implants. That he, I mean, I don't know. He should just go bald. <laughs> he just cut it. That's just, what Jordan did. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what most yeah. people do. That's what most people do. <laughs> Give me your life story in 30 seconds. <laughs> uh, South, Florida, oh, South Florida guy, born and raised in South Florida, went to school in Tallahassee, found out I wanted to do comedy. Got married. It didn't work out. Um, got married again. <laughs> <laughs> Moved to North Carolina. Still wanted to do comedy. Had a baby. My wife, she actually had a business opportunity in North Carolina. So that's why we were there. She sold her business. And when she sold it, she was like, why are we still in North Carolina? Because we didn't know anybody really like that. So, and she knew I always wanted to, you know, try comedy. So we literally like sold half our stuff and like packed up the rest and like got in the car and just drove. <laughs> Just went west. <laughs> when did you move to LA? That was like two years ago, three years ago. No, man, I went late, uh, 2015. Man, you have been hustling, dude. <laughs> I don't have a choice. I know. <laughs> I don't have a choice. I'm up there, man. I just turned 40, dude. So I'm just. But still, though, congratulations on 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 really yeah. you know paving your way over there and getting on really good shows and you know it seems it's like hustle, it's, it's, it's coming together. It seems like. I, I do almost anything here. Yeah. Trust me. I, I'll do shows in back of garages, people's living rooms. It doesn't matter. And it's there, right? There's a lot of mics yeah. over there in LA. It's a ton. It's a ton of mics um, that people put on themselves. It's a ton of like underground, like indie type shows that are like really super popular, like even so more than the big clubs that people like wow. agents and managers go to as well. They used to have a comic book um, place here called Nerd Milk. Oh, yeah. I heard to, about that. Yeah. They used to be like, really underground and like people used to go there and that used to be a, a, a bit spot. So yeah, it's a lot of shows. There's always a show to be on or open mic to go to. And it's, it's a, it's a great comedy club here called the ice house in Pasadena. You probably oh, yeah, heard. I heard about that. I heard it's really good. It's, it's a really, really dope spot. And, um, that's one of the first clubs that were giving me opportunities. And, um, I remember I was getting ready to go on and right was, I was getting ready to go on Arsenio Hall show. Oh boy. <laughs> And he just popped in and they let him do 15 minutes right before me. And he, you know, people, they said his name. And of course, people went crazy and he had a little notepad and he was funny. Then after that, they brought me up and I was like, ah. But it went good, though. But I had, to follow, I had to follow all that. <laughs> An interesting story, though, I do have for you. When I was, when I did go to school in Tallahassee, um, I met. Uh, Roy Wood Jr. I don't. You know oh, wow. Roy Wood yeah. Jr. is an awesome comedian. Yeah. Yeah. I met him when he was still in school and uh, 
only met him for that one year, and I met him at an open mic. And it was, like, he was like, he was dedicated back then. One time he told me a story of him getting, because he's from Alabama, he would get on, he got on the bus to go, because he had an opportunity to open up for Tommy Davidson. So he got on the bus to go open up for Tommy Davidson for free and skipped all his final exams. So he had to retake that semester again. But that's how dedicated he was back then. And so I wish I would have kept that connection and that friendship with him because I mean, yeah, man. Now, now he's really <laughs> so it's like, I mean, I text him every so often. He might respond and he might not. So it's yeah. like, but yeah, he he was dedicated. Back you never then. know, you know, you never know who's yes, gonna sir. blow up. You never yes, know sir. who's going to, you know, things just happen for people at different times of their life and at different, you know, places. Um, yeah. When I was in Orlando, Florida. I uh, was really, I was friends with Preacher Lawson. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I just, that's where I started doing comedy was Orlando, Florida. Okay. And, uh, you know, he was just, you know, already, I remember there was this open mic at a coffee shop. And mm. uh, this dude, he came in from like TGI Fridays. You know, mm. he's in his apron and he's like, oh, man, I just came from work, man. I'm working in the kitchen, dude. I ain't talked all day. I'm ready. I would give him rides sometimes because he didn't have okay. a car. He didn't have oh, a car. Wow. So uh, we would, we, you know, he lived right next to, like, iDrive, and we would go do shows at this, like, mystery dinner. It's called mm. Snoots. It's like a mystery dinner show. Okay. But then afterwards, there was free comedy. Oh, okay. So okay. The, in, in next door in the lounge. So when the mm. show's over – the comedians would stand around kind of like homeless people and be like, <laughs> you got free comedy for you. You know, come on in. You had fun. Let's finish it off nicely. It was just stage time. Yeah. yeah I remember, uh, you know, I drove him home one time and uh, we were driving and it was like, really, he, you know, we were, we were, we were having fun. We were, we were enjoying it. And then he just kind of got serious and he was like, how old are you, man? I was like, I'm 19. And he was like, hmm. You won't be funny. You won't be funny. That's what he said. Yeah, just like super serious. And I was, <laughs> I was like, right. all right, yeah, fucking. And then um, I moved to Raleigh, you know, okay. uh, to go dance at a ballet company. And uh, then he moved to L.A. He continued his journey. So, so then you fast forward, you know, I start seeing him blow, go on AGT. I start seeing him blow up and stuff like that. And I'm like, dang. And I, I kept in touch with him every now and again. Yeah, yeah. Um, like we would message sometimes. Last January, he came to Good Nights to do a show because he was mm -hmm. on tour. So it was kind of hard, you know, when you when you blow up, when somebody blows up, it's kind of yeah, hard yeah. to really reach them. That's true. You know? It kind of it, it's kind of difficult, you know, because there so many people are contacting them and this and that. And so I, I I buy a ticket to go see a show. I did an open mic in Durham. I come back to go see the show. Mm -hmm. I walked up to him. I was like, "What's up, preacher?" And he goes. Oh my God! What's up, man? He comes and gives me like a big bear hug, and okay, I'm yeah, like, yeah. He's like, he's like, "What you doing, man? You still doing comedy? What's going on? What's going on?" And I was like, "Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm dancing full time at the ballet, but I do it when I can. I haven't done it in like a month, but I still do it regularly. Like I still, okay, you know, I'm 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 transitioning to doing comedy full time and uh, you know, aspiring to do that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I said, "Yeah, yeah, I'm still doing comedy." And he goes, "All right, cool, you can open. Awesome." He was like, "I'm clean, okay? So you know what clean is, right?" I don't, have to, I don't explain to you what clean is. And I was like, yeah, yeah I mean, I guess is this. And then, of course, I start asking the dumb questions like, so can it be like 
nothing sexual right. or you know he's like dude clean you know you don't even have to do 10 minutes just do like five minutes you know you know i don't care if you bomb just, yeah. just have fun dude enjoy it that's dope it was so dope and i, I had like 10 minutes five minutes to prepare because mm. the show was about to start and you know how some managers are i went like I went past the manager, you know, I just like went yeah. into the green room and I'm talking to him and in my head, you know, you know, when you get an opportunity, you want to do so well, you want to do as That's well true. as you possibly can. So in yeah. my mind, I'm overdoing it. All right. Scrap this joke here. Do, just do this. <laughs> here. All right. You're a host. Fulfill the duties of the host. Go above and beyond. Do 10 minutes. Do, do the best of what you can. Blah, blah, blah. And finally I do like my, you know, whatever hacking in my mind of like, okay, this is a clean set. Uh-huh. All right. Let's do it. And I'm so excited. I go up on stage mm-hmm. and the crowd, you know, Max Isaacson. I'm so excited. The first thing that comes out of my mouth is, fuck yeah. What's up, everybody? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I had I had no idea that I even did that. I just kept on going with my set. I had, yeah. I had a, I had a pretty good set. I got the crowd go into it. They were laughing. I did like 10 minutes. I left and uh, I, I go up the stage and Preacher's mom tours with him. She like goes with him around and does. Oh, really? yeah. OK. Yeah. I mean, Preacher has kids in his audience sometimes. Oh, so, wow. OK. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. But there was there. But man, she looked at me like. Just dead <laughs> gaze and just like. Mm-mm. And then I realized that I, I cursed and I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. And then she goes, you were funny. You were funny. And then I walked <laughs> away. So, so, so I guess, that's, you know, I, that I, that I did become funny. I did yeah. become funny, but not in the right way. And the preacher's in the side and preacher's like, are you messing with me right now, dude? Are you messing with me, dude? <laughs> I swear, I saw you on stage. I was like, is this dude messing with me right now? What's going on? He's like, did you have fun? Did you have fun, man? I was like, yeah, I did have fun. He's like, good, because you ain't doing that for the rest of the weekend. I still hung out with him for the the rest of the week, but it was it was rough. It, it just felt like it was like out of a movie or something, you know? It was just like, really? but, you know, I got to shoot him a message every now and again. And that you better believe I had a clean set after that night. Yeah, but you know what? That's not bad, though. That's not bad. You didn't like going to the awesome crazy details about this one time with this girl or anything like that so yeah one f-bomb it's not it's one not. three i don't remember how many i said <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i remember there was a part at the end of the set where i was like the worst part is like none of my jokes were dirty that was Yo. that's the worst part it was me mm. it was me because in between jokes i was trying to figure out what i was going to say and i was like i got comfortable so i was like uh, fucking, uh, fucking. <laughs> how, how do you get your inspiration? I've been listening to some audio books, especially, um, Kevin Hart's audio book. Um, okay. He, um, he wrote a book to my, I can't make this up. I can't make this shit up. And it's him narrating the book and it's like a 11 hour book and it's him being Kevin Hart on the book. He's like, nah. so. And he tells the story about the time he was born to where he is now today. So he tells you how he did, how he got into comedy, how he slowly progressed up. And it's such an inspirational book, dude. I swear it's, he's not even my favorite comedian, but the book is so, cause he has so many setbacks 
and he's been told no on some of the biggest things before. Wow. You wouldn't believe that he actually got like the 40 year old version that he was supposed to play the other part, the other part, the other black guy played. And he knew Judd Apatow before he did, but he didn't even get that part. So he didn't, and he got, the show got canceled before this happened and that happened. And he was living in Philadelphia and he was driving from Philly to New York just to hang out, <laughs> not even do shows, just to like hang out with people like Bill Burr and Patrice O'Neill and stuff like that. And he didn't even have a car and he crashed his girlfriend's car while he was doing it one time. And it's like, it's, it's, it's a really good book. It's a, so it's really inspirational. So a lot of times when I hear the word no, which is sometimes, all the time, sometimes <laughs> you're going to hear that word. So it's just got, yeah. you just got to keep going, dude. You just got to yeah. keep going. So I love that. Here's a section called my worst bleep. And it, uh, <laughs> so what is uh, like a really embarrassing or terrible moment in your life or experience? And what did you learn from that? Terrible moment. In my life experience, um, <laughs> don't want to tell that one. <laughs> I don't want to tell that one. It's going to be out, El. It's going to be out to fifteens of twenties of people listening to this. Um, I remember one time, this uh, I was hanging out with this this person, <laughs> and in so in so many so many subtle ways, they were throwing hints. Right, they were about what throwing throwing hints about throwing hints. Yo, yeah, like oh, if we had a if we had a place we can go, like somebody, <laughs> like, and I'm like, oh my god, and, you know, eighteen year old me is like all into that. So I'm like, all right, I know a place. So I had a, my cousin's house, right? I knew my cousin's house, and I knew he wasn't home, so I went here, and um, I didn't have a key, of course, but I knew his front window didn't lock, so right. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do this. So I, I I open up and he wouldn't mind if he saw me in there anyway. So, but I open up the window, I climb in, I unlock the door, we get inside. We're this close, right? This close. And all I hear is like, freeze, get your hands up, get your mother hands up on the ground. And I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? So <laughs> like I went outside with no shirt on, and like it was two police officers like kitchen out with guns drawn. Apparently somebody called the police. <laughs> somebody called oh the police. Oh my god! The officer goes to the house. He comes back out with the pen. Like, oh yeah, this this is where they were doing. And I'm like, look, man, my dad owns this house. My cousin stays here. Um, and so they checked out. They took my license. They checked out the story. And then after they checked it out, they let me go. But after that, it was like, uh, you guys just killed the whole mood. And she was like, yeah. She's like, stay me home. <laughs> oh man, that's like straight out of Super Bad. You know when they walk in on him, and then they're like, "Oh, McLovin." <laughs> but where can where can my friends find you? Where what what um, what do you want to promote, or if, if anything? EO Smith Comedy. Just like you like you said earlier, EO Smith Comedy. Uh, just look that up. YouTube, um, Instagram. I'm mostly on, but everything else, I'm there. EO Smith Comedy. If you looked it up, I'm trying to build up my YouTube. I put up a. Um, I took my iPhone and then I don't know if you remember when Joe Biden was on um, the Breakfast Club and he was like, "Oh, if you vote for Trump, you not, you're not black or whatever, right?" Yeah. I took that. I took that soundbite and I took like all his other things and I found some random hip hop beat on YouTube and I like <laughs> mashed it together and I started showing different pictures of black people that people wouldn't think were black. Like I showed a picture of like Kanye West and then I had Joe Biden say, "You ain't black," 
And then I oh, like, funny. and then dude, I got like seven thousand views on YouTube for that. And like, oh, shoot, I like I had to figure this thing out and just keep doing that. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's a funny video though. Yeah, yeah man, yeah. dude, yeah. thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate oh, yeah, you, man. Thank you for having me, man. It was fun catching up. Yeah, definitely. Let me know when you move and um, keep me posted. All right, dude. You have a good rest of the day. I'll talk to you later, my friend. All right, you too, man. Peace. Right, peace. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. It's on any platform that you like to listen to your podcast. And if you want to reach out to me, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, MaxIsaacson32. Send me a message. Shoot me a follow. We'll chat it up. I look forward to talking with you guys next week. And until then, stay golden, pony boy. Stay golden. I'm still, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out some kind of cool ending. Hey, cool. Bye. Some, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right. Talk to y'all next week. Bye. <laughs>